Welcome into the Ball Bros Podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Sandy. I'm Nick. Some sports and some nonsense. What's the most dangerous thing you've ever done? Mr. Unlimited. That's right. And I think we're ready to go. How are you guys doing on this beautiful week 10? Week 10. Just to say, the season's flown by. We're almost at the fantasy playoffs, real life playoffs, but I mean, the season is still young. Just think, a couple weeks ago we were talking about do or die moment. If your team was, you know, one in five or, you know, at that point maybe even 0 in six, and here we are, like, you know, week nine finishes up. And, you know, right now I think a lot of leagues are starting to have their solidified Mm -hmm. top five teams at least. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe not clear-cut top three, but, you know, it's starting to shape up. In a lot of leagues, we have a couple of leagues Man, where, dynasty. you know, yeah, There's dynasty. a clear, like, top four in that, and every other team is three and six yeah. or worse. Six and three That's and then insane. three and six. I'm trying it's to hold fun. on to the one. Yeah. Well, what are you, what's your record right I'm now? I'm eight and one in dynasty. Eight and one, and everyone else is six At and three. At least six and three. And then three and yeah. six. Oh, That's yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Sal was 0-3, and now he's won six in a row. We knew this would happen. Shout out to Sal, man. He's a legitimate threat. He went all in, and it's working out. Yeah, God love him. Good rosters always rise to the top. There's always luck. There's always going to be luck involved in injuries, but at the end of the day, like if you do have talent, typically you are going to rise to the top. Well, I think we go ahead and start getting into the biggest news of the week, and the guy who has been at the very tippity top of fantasy for the last Mm -hmm. couple of years got injured this week. Who is it? Mr. Joshua. Joshua. Joshua Allen. Joshua Allen. What's going on with Allen? Was it UCL? UCL yep. Injury in the elbow. Very. It's concerning for me. I don't. We don't need to overhype it until we get more news. That's all I'm going to say. But it could be. It could be dangerous. The, the type of injury, though, what makes me not feel as bad is it took contact to cause it. You know, if it was a situation where this developed over time, just as a natural, you know, causes from throwing, I'd be a little bit more concerned. Like Stafford's elbow, right? You know, and that that you know, like a Tommy John situation, those are detrimental to, you know, a main throwing position. The UCL is actually directly related to that Tommy John. That's what most injuries happen to it. That's what's scary. Like, and Nick said last time he had that injury, he missed four games. Yeah. That's detrimental. Look at it this way. If you're, if you're in a dynasty setting, hopefully you have at least a a solidified backup. You know, I know for me, for example, you know, I have Josh Allen, but I do have Aaron Rodgers as backup. Now credit this year is not the Aaron (laughs) Rodgers of old. But for a four-week span, you know, give or take, if he actually were to miss that time, I don't feel like it's the end of the world. Now, if you're talking about redraft where you took Josh Allen potentially third round, you're mm. probably struggling right now unless you yeah. can pick up a guy. Unless you picked up Justin Fields, and yeah, you're probably hurting. If yeah. Allen was to miss four weeks, he'd still be playing coming back against the Jets in week 14. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, it's That's not right where the fa- playoffs yeah. are. Yeah. Exactly. So, kind of the same boat as like a Jamar Chase type of injury right now mm-hmm. where I'm not stressing. As long as, you know, if you're a team that's right on the cusp, you're getting a couple wins without him, you almost don't hate the idea of him missing a little bit of time if it's not incredibly serious, just so that way they come out, maybe some fresh legs, a different attitude, and they're ready for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah and the Bills are about to play Minnesota in a very, mm-hmm. very – that's going to be one of the biggest games of the year so Should far. Be fun. Should be. Seven and one versus what? We don't want to see Case Keenum. We want no. to see that game full strength of Josh Allen. And that, right. that, that, would be, that would be one of the bigger things is, like, if he does miss, it just takes away one of the better players in the league. And that was my Super Bowl prediction was the Bills, you know, Vikings. So yeah. Yeah. think about it this way. Without Josh Allen, I think the Vikings do take that dub. But if they do meet mm-hmm. again in the Super Bowl, 
they got the revenge factor if you're the Bills, and that would probably work into their favor. Yeah. We'll see. We will see about it. Any other uh, news? Maybe the Ken Walker passport? <laughs> yeah. You you were talking about it before. You said it doesn't seem like it'll be too serious, but everything's serious when you talk about a guy who may or may not be able to play. Traveling to Germany. Mm-hmm. Munich. First game we ever. We got some listeners in Germany. Germany. Hopefully. We got some Belgium some listeners. Brussels. You know, all yeah. that. European area we, we we love y'all and you know I hope if you get the chance to go out to that game you do because it'll be a hell Should of a time be a super fun game absolutely but yeah I mean I if you want I guess in deeper leagues go ahead and grab like Homer Travis Homer or DJ Dallas if he's not already rostered just in case if you have roster space sure. I don't think drop anybody for him but if you have a spot go ahead and grab him just in case yeah is there if there's any other injury news that I don't know about? You this guys gonna really know? wasn't yeah. a terrible week for Not injuries, time. to be honest. I mean, you know, the main guys, Mark Andrews, they held him out mm-hmm. this week, and then it, it was probably for the reason just so that way they can also have an extra bye week as well. So I don't really, I'm not too concerned with his injury right now. Yeah, you know, again, I brought up the Jamar Chase; he's still out. You know, so no timetable there yet. Uh, Michael Thomas, as we know, last week was put on IR. Outside of that, though, was there any other big news? No. I mean, there's a couple guys coming back, hopefully, but I don't think there's any huge names that we need to mention right now. We should have a better idea on the Friday episode of what the injury report looks like. Yep. Well, I have a little bit of news. Uh, I won the beef last week. Oh, oh yeah, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. On one catch. That's right. Yeah, Nick, won the, Nick won the beef on one catch. That's right, man. That's, that's all it took. That's and, all that matters. And we, the thing is, we were watching that. We were just waiting for the text. It was like any moment yeah, this man's going to text. As soon as I saw a touchdown, I was like, there it is. It's over. He had five targets, one for 24. He looked super smooth on that catch. The only issue was that Devin Duvernay had one target for five yards. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, they just didn't get him involved. I'm less upset about the beef and likely doing what he he did as you know less so than the fact that Duvernay literally just was irrelevant in that uh, offense. He had the yeah. one catch. It was and, a Kenyon Drake game. Yeah. And yeah. and the thing was you could tell Lamar they brought up the graphic beforehand that they are one of the lowest, you know, number of passes going to receivers in the league. They use a lot of tight end. They obviously run a lot. So that didn't bode well. And obviously, you know, again with that graphic putting up, they activated Deshaun Jackson. He actually had a pretty solid game for his first time playing this year. Yeah, blew the hammy. Yeah. yeah. He's probably probably done so, for the I year. think he's blowing a hammy on every team he's played for yeah. now. It just they, they don't have that receiving court at this point, you know. And I mean, I, even Demarcus Robinson yeah. was getting targets. That's what's it's, concerning is like earlier in the year they were using Duvernay as a gadget and almost as a poor man Debo Samuel because they were just getting him involved on sweeps and pitches and Yeah, he had three games no in work. a row, five, seven and five targets, yeah. and you were hoping that was gonna be consistent. Yeah, right. It's exactly. just discerning when you think about the fact that with their wide receiver room, we expected Duvernay to step should up be. as the number one receiver. He should and to not even get the looks coming his way out as that so-called number one receiver, yep. very disappointing. It's not the same, but it's almost the same as Marcus Mariota when he throws the ball for 133 yards. You yeah. just don't have much to spread around. Speaking right. of Marcus Mariota, you remember the the Kyle Pitts? That would have changed the Kyle Pitts fantasy owner's day if they connected on the, what was it, like a 76-yard oh touchdown? Yeah. And he missed him. Longest wingspan <laughs> literally in combine history. Literally, in and you overthrow history. the guy. Yeah, five, five yards. Yeah, I have Kyle Pitts on the dynasty team, and he's not gonna. He's collecting cobwebs on the bench right now. Goddard's holding him down. Yeah, I was say you're not in any bad situation at tight end, yeah, so that's God. a good problem to have. Yeah, we were all going after Kelsey this <laughs> week, though. Yeah, I had to restrain myself from doing. Yeah. Drew, Drew could keep him. We'll let him die on Drew's team. He's that's still fine. there. I, in my opinion, Kelsey to me would be one of those guys that 
Every, until he decides to retire, he's going to be productive. So there's no uh, point yeah. in trying to sell him exactly because as long as he's playing, as long as he's with the Chiefs, he's going to be a top five tight end. Top three. Yep. Exactly. I mean, top, top two until we see otherwise. Yeah. Exactly. So he's one of those guys that personally, if I had him already, I probably wouldn't look to sell him anytime soon just because depends. of the fact that I he mean, could it, die with your it team. It depends on what you're at. In redraft, absolutely, but – in Dynasty, if you're not contending right now, then I would obviously try yeah. to move him. No, but if 100%. you're contending, then yeah, I would just keep him as long as he plays. Exactly. I mean, it's like your Kittle story. You you're know, not getting Do you really want to get rid of George Kittle? Is he no. one of those guys that you're really worried if you get a return on him? Probably not. Because George, I have I have a plethora of tight ends in Dynasty right mm. now, so I'm, I'm not in the. He's not I'm, even exaggerating. No, I'm too really many. not. I do have too many tight ends, but at the same time, with your Drew's team and you can get two draft picks for him, yeah. absolutely, I would yeah. do it. I was about to pull that type of trade, and I, I kind of talked. I, you know, first of all, I asked you guys, and you definitely helped my mindset towards it. But then I also did start to look at the writing on the wall, and I said, "Do I even want this for my future?" You right. know, I was yeah, freaking Mark out Andrews exactly, already. and I was freaking out over the fact of like, "Well, he might be hurt." Might miss a couple. And games, then I started but... to think about what am I going to do when they're both back? Exactly. Am I going to casually yeah, start both tight ends? And the thing is, when my team's fully healthy. There's yeah, no point. Exactly. So Kelsey's I looked at top. It. He'd be a top ten wide receiver stat wise yeah. too. But it just it makes it awkward. Yeah, so that's why I restrained myself from doing so. There we go. Well, I say we go ahead and get into the studs from last week. Jake, I think you should go ahead and start with the king himself. The start absolute. off top three all-time fantasy performance. Oh, yeah. For his All, all-time hometown Bengals. Joe Mixon for my Bengals. Set a franchise record with the most touchdowns in a game for a rusher. RB1 on the week, 55.1 fantasy points, five total touchdowns. That's insane. What's scary is we were we were out not even really home at the time. Like, I guess yeah, we were we were home, but we were just watching yeah. casually. We were doing some chores, and we just keep seeing updates. Like, all right, Joe Mixon touchdown. Okay, that's one, two, three, four. I'm like, okay, this is halftime. He's got four. At halftime, it was and, 34 to zero. And we were talking to each other like, you know, there's no reason he should even play the second half. Right. Like, the dude's already put up a hell of a game. And then – we started to pay attention. We get another alert. Joe Mixon touched. I'm like, that. that's five. Like, what is going on here? Carolina, man. Carolina's yeah. got one of the – they look awful on defense. I right. mean, they lost a couple of weeks ago to Atlanta, and then they get smoked by the Bengals here. 153 yards for Joe Mixon as well. Yeah. And it seems like every year, like, Mixon's never been the most consistent guy, but every year he has a 30-plus a game. Yeah. Let's see. Last year, thirty-three, uh, two twenty at a forty-two point game. That's so the it's thing like, about some of the better teams is you don't have to have that stud wide or stud running back every week, but on some of those occasions, you can just let them have their game. Yeah, that Joe, jumped him up to two overall. Yep. Yes. That's Before insane. this, he was running back he was like 11. 11, Yeah. Yeah. This is the kind of guy you know. Every single week this year, he's been very consistent. You know, outside yeah. of the top twenty-eight one time. Not not efficient, but he has seen a lot of targets. So I think at this point you're not – he'll probably never have that performance again. But, yeah, you're you're probably going to start him for the rest of the year. We'll talk about mixing a little bit later too. We're going to do some trade talk okay. for the rest of the season. Let's do it. Sandy? Who's your, uh, who's your guy, Sandy? And this is the guy we talked about, the dud of the week for me. It was – I don't know if it was mine or, or – it could have been mine. Devontae Adams was my dud yeah, last week. I think week. it was, yeah. Yep. And this week – he redeemed himself. An totally absolute stud of performance. Had 30 at half. half. Same kind of, kind of feel of the Joe Mixon yeah. game. Is they, he went off at half, and then it didn't even matter the rest of the game as far as for fantasy. You know, obviously in the real games, we saw what happened to the Raiders, but Devontae is not the problem. Yeah, 10 for 147 on 17 targets, which he's now done twice this year. Couldn't get safer. 
in any format you're talking about. It almost seems like, because like you were saying, that all happened in the first half, and then when they stop going to him, they lose the game. Exactly. Like, why not give him twenty five targets again? I know it's I know it's tough to say. No, like, but that's why not, not even? That's not, the fact that that's the only time their yes. offense looks decent is when they're giving him those targets because they don't throw it well and to you anybody should else. Throw it to him that just because there's always the potential that this man's going to make a big play. You know, we we haven't talked about Cup in a while, but we we were watching that we were watching a part of that game, and we said. Why would you not throw it to anyone else besides Cup? And that's when he had that like sixty-yard bomb over the middle of the field. Stafford, I don't know how he has the arm strength to even get it to him. This is a great. And play. he just goes. It's like so. Why not throw it to anybody else besides Devonte? Like who else? Would, I mean, Renfro, Waller's not even relevant anymore. Exactly. Dump off the Josh, Josh Jacobs. Well, but, Matt Collins. Oh yeah, Sandy's get <laughs> Sandy's guy, Matt Collins. Sandy loves hey, Matt that's Collins. Every, that's our whole show's guy. Exactly. Yeah, that's well, a show guy. I'll tell you a guy we all guaranteed love, and that's Justin Jefferson. It was about JJ. This is really three guys in a row who started the game off super hot and then all, I mean, not really mixing, but Devontae and JJ is both kind of equally calmed down as the game went on. Mm. I mean, Jefferson on the first drive is four for four for 50 and a touchdown, and yeah. then the rest of the game gets three more receptions. So I'm a little bit upset about that, but you can't be mad for seven mm-hmm. for 115 and a score. Exactly. Right. Almost the same thing, ironically, because what happened? They almost lost that game. Yeah. Like that came. That was scary at the end. Washington it's, almost it took some them. mistakes on mm-hmm. Kyler Murray's end, and you know, just the whole, you know, that whole game was just not fun to watch because yeah. of the mistakes. But early on, like you said, you know, watching. Jay Jettas of course get involved and we did the got reverse psychology test on touchdown. Sunday that's yep. all we needed to do he I said mean, you said the pendulum was going to swing back for the touchdown so yes. it's good to see him finally get one second half of the year hopefully he gets a few more I think he will yeah he's too talented not to one of the safest guys in the league guarantees you about six for a hundred every week yeah insane that's super right talented here's a guy that guaranteed me a win last night and I bet guaranteed a lot of people win whoever is brave enough to start him Monday night miracle Kenyon Drake as the announcer said last night he got a drug test today oh, did he really he did. they don't need to be testing him he's 28 years old he's never <laughs> done that in his life I had him on one of my benches didn't matter though because I was the same team I had Joe Mixon on so yeah, of right. course. <laughs> 24 25 points two touchdowns 93 rushing yards so not, I don't think he's going to do that probably again because once Gus comes back, they'll probably go back to splitting carries. But good to to see that. And I know he won a lot of people's weeks last night. Yeah, and mm. J.K. Dobbins, not a guy I'm worried about mm-hmm. because John Harbaugh said today, in a few weeks I'd love to see him running around on the practice field. So that yeah. makes him, that makes me feel like J.K. Dobbins might be shut down the rest of the uh, year at it, some point. He's terrifying There's no right reason for me. There's no reason to change things. Right now, the Ravens running game is not an issue. No. You can you can make it through the season without Dobbins, especially when you have a guy like Kenyon Drake doing his thing, but then you also do have a Gus Edwards as well. And of course you have your main running back, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, eleven yeah. for eighty two for right. Lamar. Right. Uh, my my next guy, I love that. I told everybody fire him up. That's Cordero Patterson. That's right, baby. Props. He could have had more points if they didn't call back. Yeah. Uh, there was like a thirty he had yard like a reception. thirty yard. He had a thirty yard run where he just ripped off on the outside. And the fact that he still has that burst at thirty one years old and to be that big, six two two twenty. The fact he got around the edge there and ran in easily, and they called back out on a holding. So he great has three game. running back good. one weeks in out of five games. Yep. So the likelihood, the, the likelihood that he's going to be in your starting lineup every week going forward, as long as he's healthy, pretty yeah. high. Especially yeah, look at the know. remaining matchups next week against Carolina, then yeah. Chicago, then at Washington, then Gosh. Pittsburgh. Carolina, we just saw what happened. Like exactly. He might have three touchdowns that game. They may never pass the ball. This I'm would be so. a week I would try to bench Pitts. 
Right. Just because Absolutely. of Cordero. Maybe, but, uh, maybe, maybe play Algier too. I think they could both yeah. see work because he played good this last week. Yeah, like 13. I yeah, thought. he ripped off like a 60 yeah. yard run. The Falcons have a really good running oh, game wow. recipe going, so they should keep running with it. And like I said, at this point, if you have Cordero, he better be in your starting lineups. Yeah. I don't care where you got to play him at. If only they allowed him to still be a <laughs> running back wide receiver, Cheat then code. you can throw him anywhere. Cheat code. But regardless, start the man. Another guy who I feel like may be a starter rest of the season for your fantasy team. I made a trade for him today. Justin Fields. Unbelievable. Quarterback seven on the year <laughs> in the last four weeks. Quarterback eight, five, five, and then one as he broke the NFL quarterback rushing record. And at least for the next two weeks, he's got still a lot of favorable matchups. You go, you get mm-hmm. at home against Detroit, yeah, and then you have to feast. go to Atlanta. So Two feasty, feastable games for sure. Yeah, I need to get some wins in Amish, and mm-hmm. I had to make a deal today. We'll talk about him later. I'll ask you the quarterback that I had versus Justin Fields, oh, and wow. I'm curious what your all's oh, response wow. is. <laughs> but That's wild. Justin Fields, if he's going to keep running the ball like this, yeah. he's going to be a top three. Probably top two or three quarterback the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. If he can keep this up. It's, it's the same impact that you get from Lamar. You don't have to have this man come out here and throw for 200-plus yards, two, three touchdowns a game for him to put up numbers. If right. anything, him being a runner on the field is being more beneficial, at least to your fantasy team. You know, In the end of the day, unfortunately, the Bears just came up a little yeah. bit short. Shout out Equinomia St. Brown. I know. It's going right I through know. your hands. But it's okay. We're not going to put I it all on you. I cannot believe you pronounced his name so correctly. Yeah, just that that was, I've that had was some practice. That was, that was impressive. Good for you. Very impressive. I, I, I love Fields. I, I think he's, for fantasy, I like him a lot. His, obviously, I mean, he's just not an accurate passer. I mean, look at those. He's barely 50% passing You have week. mostly all red for passing stats, and you have all green for rushing. Yeah. Six picks on the year, but in, in in fantasy it doesn't really matter as long as as long as he can get a touchdown or two a game through the air, and he still runs the ball like he's doing. Then these next two weeks, he I has think improved. He'll be the quarterback one again. I think again. he, yeah. I think he will. Like why wouldn't he? He has improved as a passer. Yeah, and he I does get, look better. And the thing is, this was the first week with Claypool. Not saying that that's going to change a whole lot there, but it also did help. Look It'll at help. Mooney. Mooney had his season high in scoring for fantasy. A beautiful touchdown to Mooney yeah. in the corner. So yeah, was beautiful. I, I like help. Fields moving forward. Regardless, you know, as a runner, he'll he'll get his points. But now as a passer, I also do see that improving. So if you're if you're a redraft team, especially and even in the dynasty, you know, level, go after Justin Fields. He's really starting to shape up to being one of the better quarterbacks in this league. Yeah, yeah. Mahomes has ruined everybody's patience. Right. That's the problem. The yeah. last few years, running backs, quarterbacks, wide receivers. I mean, we look at these guys and if they're not great right off the rip and they're in a horrible situation, right. we write them off. Yeah. And I mean I, I like what I like what he does. He does things that can't be taught necessarily. I don't know. I feel like he's linked to Lamar just because they rush so well, and they're neither of them are great throwers. And we don't we haven't seen Lamar truly shine in the playoffs. I think that's that we're all looking for. Mm-hmm. So I think Fields. It's his second year, which for the quarterback is typically their the second year breakout year, yeah. and we're starting to see that. So maybe uh, maybe twenty three years. Yeah, he's old. young still, and yes. he's bigger than Lamar. Like I said, if you're a team he looking is. at a and dynasty, just as fast almost. Dynasty team, go after this guy. I mean, if you have him and you have other options, you may want to sell the other options. Right. Yeah, imagine if you had Tua and Fields. Who'd you rather have in Dynasty? There's a guy in our league that has Hurts, Fields, Fields and Tua. Yeah. Who do you get rid of out of that group? Tua? Probably Hurts. Hurts. I think Hurts, too, is you get the most I, in return. Yeah, I was going to say, that's actually not a bad way to look at it because two of those guys, not named Tua, are startable guys. Tua, I like him as a backup more so than the other guys. And like Same. you said, you're going to get much more of a higher return 
I for think either you could Fields get, or Hurts. I think you could get at least a first and maybe a little bit more for Hurts right now. So for someone who needs the pick, and uh, Malcolm, yeah. then go ahead and do but it, dude. On yeah. top of that, look at what your deal was to get Lamar. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a team First in, in second, Dynasty that's in need of a quarterback. And you, got, you did yeah. get Herbert as well. That yeah, was a that pretty, helped. It was a pretty packed-in deal, but at the same time, you know, I, I have my home, so I didn't need him. Right. So it's always, if you're in a league and you see somebody with an excess at one position, right. they may Attack not them. want to trade them. Yeah. You have to go out of your way to yep. ask yep. for these guys. Absolutely. And you can't complain about it when your team sucks for five years in a row. Absolutely. Mm. If you can't make a deal, you can't make a deal. Absolutely. All right. We want to talk about some duds. We're kind of on a, on a little bit of a downswing here with some of these guys. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to start with, since we're already talking about the Bears, David Montgomery. Yeah. If Justin uh, Fields is going to take all the rushing upside and Khalil Herbert's going to still get his seven carries a game. Right. What's the point of starting a guy like Montgomery? He's a, a guy I would look to trade away right now yeah. if I had the opportunity. Yeah. Even though the next two weeks he's got good matchups. but He's still young. That's what brings the upside you know 25 years old the problem is with montgomery because like you just said you have a, a primary rushing quarterback plus a young gun and cleo herbert that just doesn't look good for a guy like montgomery yeah because he's he methodical he's the he's the big guy rushing the ball and that's the issue is this team doesn't need a big guy rushing they need explosive pass catching backs which montgomery showed flashes of that in the past but he's not being shown that now yeah, i mean he only has Eight, ten. He only has sixteen targets on the year, so it's he's not getting dump offs. He's twenty five years old, which isn't old, but for a running back that is not young. That's like and right in the middle. This is the last year of his contract. That's what horrifies me. I don't think they resign him because they have a cheaper yeah. option in Herbert. Less and, than four yards a carry, three out of four yeah, years. He's he's been he's never been efficient. I mean, he gets the work because he's the RB one there. I will say maybe hold on to him just to see where he goes either that what scares me is i don't want the bears to try to franchise tag him because that's nah. what ruins everything i can't see that you have a cheap option in herbert who's looked like he can handle the workload why not let let why not let montgomery walk and get some more weapons for fields yeah montgomery's gonna have to walk in free agency yeah the team that he'll go to that'll be that'll truly be a question mark i'm very curious how what kind of market he's gonna have i know because i know kind of a, he's a plumpy kind of guy i know he's gonna end up being like a Kareem Hunt, extra, extra light. Right. It just reminds me of so many other running backs that had good starts to their career, and then once that first uh, first or second deal comes up, they just kind of get forgotten about. Unless yeah. you are in that top echelon that is commanding a huge payday, there's so mm-hmm. many other people on the market where you can just go draft an undrafted rookie, mm-hmm. and he's going to be a stud because all running backs out of college are pretty much studs. Yeah. If they have explosiveness, for sure. Right. And they have other needs. The right. Bears exactly. especially. Exactly. Who's the next guy on the dud list? This is the guy who's part of the beef, Devin Duvernay. Because this extends <laughs> worse. I could have I could have, you know, lived with losing the beef if likely just went off. But it's like it wasn't a huge ceiling to have to beat. No. He was supposed to be wide receiver one. He had all the opportunities in the world to to take off and let this week be the week that shows that he's relevant. It now makes me kind of look as you know take a step back. I still have confidence in him because the Ravens are weird. But Devin Duvernay, big dud this week. One catch, only one target, not a whole lot of yards. He had the most snaps all season. Yeah, he played a career well. career high snaps that I'm aware of, at least season high snaps. And it's just like they weren't getting him involved in any other of the gadget plays that we've seen him be all year. He didn't get a return, a kick, or punt because all of them were fair catches, which definitely caps his upside. So. 
you know, and that's situational. That's not going to happen every week. But I do look for him after the bye week to maybe bounce back against Carolina. Yeah, sure. Um, Mark Andrews should be back by then, but and he has a great playoff schedule. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't don't close the door on Devin Duvernay. It was just a really bad week. Just let him sit on the end of the bench. But if you yeah. don't need him in a redraft, go ahead and cut him. Yeah, in Dynasty, I, I do understand, uh, especially for you, Sandy. I understand. Yep. I, st- I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. You're, you've traded away your whole bench for an unbelievable starting lineup. So Duvernay is the perfect kind of guy to plug and play. And this is the this is what we were talking about after week three, week two. Wide mm-hmm. receivers are going to play great, and then they're going to have a bad week. And then let the running back step in. Yes. And Duvernay, we, we call him a gadget guy, but mm. just like every other gadget guy, I mean, you could have a down week yeah, where you days. just don't even need to use him. They right. were blowing out the Saints. Exactly. The Saints look awful. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't need to necessarily use him, much like you said, hurts a gadget guy like him. Yeah. Speaking of uh, wide receivers, disappointing. I've got a couple, but we'll start with Michael Pittman. And this is more of a look, an outlook for the rest of the year. I know it's New England, and that's a brutal matchup for them, but... The Colts are done. They're they're finished. They they gave up officially. They literally are hiring or uh, firing. They, they already fired, Saturday but they are appointing Jeff Saturday. That's a joke. The literally. same Jeff that Peyton Manning was yelling at on the sidelines for calling the plays wrong mm-hmm. as the center for their organization. It's a joke. They're a joke yeah. of a franchise right now. Obviously, not all time, but I it just scares me for Pittman and and even for John Taylor and. You know, Alec Pierce, and it, this whole offense is horrifying. I can't imagine Jeff is going to be a better play caller than a no. Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator. Like, and he's he's not even going to call any plays. Right. I honestly think that Frank Wright should go to uh, Pittsburgh, by the way. I think that would be great. He would be a great – I think he's best – I think yeah, he's the off, best – He would be the best be offensive coordinator on the market what? right now. I mean, he yes. did win a Super Bowl, so. What scares me about Pittman, it, you know, in comparison to, you know, maybe some of the other receivers of his caliber is on those bad teams, they're quarterback-proof. I don't see yeah. him quarterback-proof. It, he it hasn't scares proved me. it yet. It's hard, it's hard it. to be quarterback-proof if your quarterback's butt is – Touching the ground every yeah. play. He got sacked eight times. Is this the biggest like offensive line change in one year that we've ever seen? Yes. I mean, last year they were the best offense, well, the top three offensive line in the league, yeah. and they didn't lose the last. In, they didn't lose anybody. The last Quentin four Nelson years, bad. they've been the best offensive line. Like, what is Quentin Nelson? What is up with him? He was all pro every year the first three years of his career, and all of a sudden he looks like a turnstile. He got banged up in week one, and he missed a week, and ever since then it's been a little iffy. But I think it's that's the reason they brought in an offensive lineman. As their head coach, especially a Hall of Famer, but right. might be able and, to motivate them. And in the same vein, think. it's uh, who is it? Mike Wright, fantasy footballers. He went on a five-minute tangent about the Colts. Go listen to that. I mean, it's truly if you're a Colts fan, this is the time to sickening. Really. I mean, if you want to pick another team this year, go ahead. Right. I just, mean, we got it. Zach, our friend Zach. He's a Colts fan. He's like, it's so I'm just sad. moving on. Yeah, the thing disgusting. is, no. prior to the season, we all were very high on the Colts. We all thought, man, Huge. this team could be one of the best teams in the AFC, and then. They start their slow start. We're like, okay, well, you know, they just got to mesh. They got to build that chemistry. Kept going worse, you know. And it obviously, again, banged up by injuries, you know. Just but not even halfway through the year, and they're calling the season over. Yeah, That's it's, what's It's eye-opening. a dumpster fire right now. Right. That's yeah. the problem is you can have down weeks, but when that situation progressively gets worse and eventually turns into what they're doing, firing your head coach, switching out your QB, you know, your starting RB is now missing games. And at this point, I don't even mm. think it's because of injury. It's just because why would you play a guy if you're already giving up? Yeah. Taylor's yeah. horrifying for dynasty purposes. Hurt. I don't know 
I mean, you have to keep him, but like, what does Sal do? Because you can't really even start him right now. No, and you have to play him because he could always have the potential. Right. Mm-hmm. He's better than a guy like, for, I mean, who at running back? Jon- Jonathan Wilkins, Deion Jackson, right. just on the rest, the rest of the Colts. He's way better than Najee, yeah. Yeah. But is. when it comes to the rest of the season for them, I would. I told you two weeks ago to trade Jonathan Taylor and redraft, though. Yeah. And it's only going downhill. Yeah. Right. Redraft, I would get as much as you can at this point. Try to move on from him. Just understand you took the L, taking him number one or two. Yep. And, you know, you live to see another day. Yeah. we. I mean, we always every season, every single team is going to take an L at least at one position. And Jonathan Taylor's probably going to go down as one of the most disappointing players of the season. Put him up there with uh, David Johnson, which ironically – Oh, I God. think I took number one I took him well. I took him that year I remember and I one got of our, one quarter out of him before he one broke of our his Amish wrist. leagues yeah. go and took him number took one him. shattered his wrist. Yeah, go and took him number one. Just think about that. Yeah. So he, I mean, he went number one in a lot of leagues, and at this point, it might just be the curse of being the number one overall. Because <laughs> think about McCaffrey was unanimous number one yeah. last year, right? Last two unanimous. Last two. Yep. This year, at least there was a competition with right. with Jonathan Taylor. So at this point, if you have the number one pick. I don't know just what to tell you. Just take Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. Take, take a, a receiver at this yeah, point. Honestly. Take Josh Allen. Cooper it's just, Cup. It's like, so hard to not yeah, take a running back. Point, no, think, don't do that. <laughs> I do think in the next five years, the landscape is going to change. It are, yeah. and, it's and changing In a home already. league versus like a best ball league, if you're drafting with professional fantasy football players who are putting money on the line, a lot more wide receivers get taken in the first round. But in a home yeah. league, Everybody is still cemented in their two two or three years ago thought process right. when it was all running backs in the first round and a half. Yeah, right. yeah. Now we got guys Things like are changing. Cooper Cup. If you could right now, would you have taken him number yeah, one for or sure. Tyreek Hill? Yeah, for sure. Even Derrick Henry. Even Henry or Eckler. Austin Eckler. Yeah, Eckler. yeah I mean, at this point, Austin Hindsight, Eckler, I'm yeah, surprised. Hind- yeah, Eckler, you would have taken number one. I'm just – yeah, I am surprised because Eckler was RB1 last year, was he not? No, RB2 he was two or RB2. Three. Yeah, yeah. They so, also had 20 touchdowns. Yeah, yeah I mean, which we I, thought that was. But he's not. But he's starting to get those back now. So unbelievable. 12 and eight, and yeah. so far this year he's got 10 touchdowns, and he's done it all in the last five games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't have any the first three weeks. That's outrageous. Yeah, Eckler's just kind of guy you send the house for him right now if you can. I would trade Jonathan Taylor plus for Eckler, and that is yeah. a hard thing to even think about. Uh, I mean, imagine if we said that in week one. Right. <laughs> we well, Sal's got crazy. both of them, so yeah. yeah. Well, dynasty Sal, purpose. Sal's sure. dynasty and team Derek Henry. six in a row got me scared to death. Yeah. Well, shout good. out Sal. If you don't win this year, we all we're all rooting for you. I think I think it's same time. We all want to if you're gonna put this much time into getting those type of guys, he's made some very ballsy deals because he wants to win it. I hope it happens. Just I'd so that be, way you, your your whole work plan, you know, comes true. I'd be so happy for him if he won one. Because then he would sell all these players <laughs> next year. I'd be great. Start new. Let me, let me tell you all about a guy that I had to accidentally buy early in the year. <laughs> He's been a roller coaster, DJ Moore. Uh, the thing is, yeah. Jake's, Jake's laughing because uh, he fleeced me uh, a little. We were, we he wasn't on. a fleece because he's looking better. It was three picks. I traded at two twos from this past year and a third, and I got a third in DJ Moore in return. But, I mean, a week with four points, Baker Mayfield got in a game. That's I know. the reason why. I know. But that the off well the offense just looked bad and once that game they literally were down thirty four to zero at the half and once that happened they're just 
you would think they'd be throwing the whole time, but they don't even care at that point. They're just yeah. trying to run some schemes. Just trying to get the game yeah, over Yeah, they're with. just trying to get yeah. home. Like, they didn't even care. Trying to avoid injury. They just did get Terrace Marshall involved a little bit, but that's why I think, like, they weren't worried about getting DJ they more the ball. They also got or Blackshear. Yeah, you know, Blackshear. It was, like, first his time. I wanted to say uh, Foreman was going to be one of mine because – He was my start of the week last week. But, uh, yeah, no, he would have been a big – Four dis- points. Seven for 23. Yeah, d- disappointing. It's just the DJ Moore story this year is really weird because the last two Not weeks you're year. back on the mountaintop for him. We think, okay, this is the guy. And then he goes right back down. Is crashing. that not his whole career? He's though? always been inconsistent. That, that is literally his whole career, and He's that's like, why I've never loved him. Whatever we think Mike Evans is, that's what DJ Moore is. Yeah, because at least Mike Evans has shown a little bit more consistency over the last right. few years. Just with Brady. Yeah. Jameis didn't help, but then we're talking about P.J. Walker and Baker Mayfield. I mean, good Lord. I'm somehow, not excited to Somehow Baker off the bench comes in, two touchdowns, <laughs> like 155 or 255. Right. I, I don't even know. I honestly hate Tommy Tremble. And I hope you I hope he listens to this. I really <laughs> I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I really don't like him at all. I mean, it feels like some weeks, I mean, against Arizona, he goes six targets, last two weeks, four and four. Cut a touchdown two weeks ago. Right. Just get this man off the field. He's Baker's favorite guy. I swear to God. Unbelievable. I swear to God. He's the only guy I right. see him go hug after every throw. <laughs> He goes and grabs his ass like Gino did a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Have y'all seen that video, that grip he had? Yeah, the grip. Mm, really some grip strong grip. Kind of intense. All right, let's stop talking about DJ Moore and the Panthers. The Panthers. We, I said earlier I was done talking about Baker. How the hell have we gotten full circle? Because he's you just, playing. You can't get him out somehow. of your mind. I know. You know? Baker's going to be great in the XFL. Right. Hey, that's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, Jake, what was your, your next number guy? one overall pick? It is. Uh, my next guy is going to be <laughs> yeah. Drake London. Ooh. And just want to say a quick apology for the beginning of the year. We got a little too high on him. I mean, three, three gate, great games in a row, 12, 24 and 14. And then it's just been really downhill since then. I don't know really. I mean, the targets, I guess have went away a little bit. He's not catching the touchdowns, but that's what you got to expect in that offense. It's the high school looking offense. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Every single play for them is going to be a run or a play action rollout to the right. But why were those first two weeks so different? I mean, he saw 12 targets in, against the Rams, and that's never happened for him or Pitt since. It's always the early season where you get these guys like Drake London. No one had any tape on him. They didn't know what mm-hmm. to expect. Now there's a little bit of tape on him. There's some tape on the Mariota plays. Right. The offense that they're running is very similar to like what Kyle Shanahan people think Kyle Shanahan does. Right. In the 49ers, they everyone assumes like, oh, it's all running and play action. Mm-hmm. They do it like 18% of the time. Right. The Falcons, 50% of the time. Yeah. So you know what's going to happen when half the field is shut off every single time. And Drake London and Kyle Pitts, they have a lot of empty air yards. Yeah. I mean, he got seven targets, but like three fantasy points. And me and Sandy were watching that one play where – he, he was fumbled? literally running for running almost into the end zone. He was about two yards shy, and this was this would have won them the game. Oh. And Khalil Mack comes up behind him as they're both standing up and just takes the ball, just yeah. takes it, not like not like punched the ball out. He just grabbed it and took it from him. Rookie move, and what that sealed me, it for me. Since week three, he's had only one game where he's been a top fifty yeah. wide receiver. I mean, he, and it was forty nine. He's <laughs> he's getting seven targets a couple, but like. He's just not making anything it's, out of them. And it's it, the Mariota yeah, effect I'm more not, than anything. I'm not calling him a bust by any means. I'm just saying you can't start him anymore. Yeah. 
not this season. He, I mean, if, if you're also a dynasty player, you're trying to buy low right now yeah, on he's him. He's 21 years old. He looked good. I early. mean, I know in our league he went number two. Yeah, you so can't buy low on him because he's, you not, can he's try. 21 years old. If they're not a savvy player, unfortunately, Drew is very savvy, so he's going to be the type of guy that's going to be you know, harder to get off of. But yeah, of if you're in a league where maybe that bottom you know, first couple picks maybe weren't teams that are doing so hot, let's play bullshit. Try it. Let's play bullshit hindsight again. Alave or London, if you can go back in time. Oh, 100% for sure, Alave. Alave. For sure. Ken Walker is probably going higher, too. A lot, or Walker would yeah. go, too, and then it would be Alave. Yeah, yeah maybe. I don't even yeah. think. And Garrett Wilson, I think, after. Yeah, Garrett Wilson Yeah, Garrett Wilson over London. And actually, yes. Pierce yeah, would still be better. up there, too. Uh, no. Pierce wouldn't be a first-round pick. I would have Pierce Damian above Pierce? Sky Moore. Oh, Dame, Damian Pierce? Damian Pierce. I thought he was talking about Alec, Alec Pierce. I did, too, because you were talking about wide receivers. <laughs> why why like, does that have to be the first guy you think you said of? wide receivers. <laughs> Who th- who's the first? Why is D- Alec Pierce the first uh, Pierce that comes to your mind? Damian oh. Pierce Y'all doesn't even look that. like a rookie, bro. I traded right. Damian Pierce away today, man. It makes me – it was a little sad, but my running back four is okay. It's okay. It's a, you also didn't redraft, so that was yeah. also why yeah. I was okay That's with fine. that. Yes, yeah. That is fine. In terms of dynasty, yeah, I would be okay with Drake London, but just like Kyle Pitts, let him waste on the bench yeah, for a season. I guess. Or if yeah. you're rebuilding, put him in the lineup and get the first pick. There you go. <laughs> or just go bet on some games and maybe they'll trade you away before you get the chance. Yeah. Do we have any more? Sandy, Sandy you got one. I have guy. one more, and this was a guy that I, I, I was very actually happy that he had this dud. Devontae Smith. My opponent had him that 4.2 points. Very, back, very good for me. Very bad weeks, for them. Uh, 55 and 56 in the rankings. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very disappointing. And it's been kind of the story of the year for Devontae. It's, he's had his good game. And then a it's couple really other weird. It's good, just yeah. weird how they're using games. him because this game was was actually close, way closer than everybody thought. They did yeah. not blow them out, so you would think, okay, they blow him out, they're not going to throw it to him. But the game was close, and they should they should have been needing to throw to him. And even even AJ Brown only got the one touchdown, and he had he had a little more targets, but it was the it was the Goddard show. Yeah. I mean, he was throwing yep. every intermediate route to Goddard. What scares beautiful. me about Devontae right now is the total yardage. Last you know first. Obviously, goose egg first game, and then he comes out 80 yards, 169. Then the duds, you know, 17 yards. Then he comes back, has an 87 yard game. But since that, he hasn't even combined for 100 yards I mean, in the last three even games. Even the 87, that was on 10 receptions. That's yeah. less than eight yards a catch. So it's like even then, he's not seeing air yardages. Yeah. I it's mean, the yards per catch is definitely the issue. Yeah, he's it's down scary. three yards a catch. Like, from why last is he year. not getting D bombs? Because that one week there, he got the 30 points. He caught multiple yeah. D bombs. I mean, he was airing it out. Who did they play that week? Yeah, of course. Who did they play this week? Washington. Yeah, exactly. Houston. This, we're talking this will about be a stardom now. now. Exactly. He's so, due yeah, for one. Washington then again, next week. We say that, and it'll be the A.J. Brown show again. Yeah. No, I'm pretty <laughs> good. I'd be willing to beef on that. I think Devontae will. I, do I like think the, he comes would, back. I'm yeah. not beefing on it because I think he comes I don't, back. Yeah, I agree. This is a guy I would not <laughs> hesitate to start. He better be in your starting lineups just because of that game. God, that sucks. I hate that this wide, the wide receivers are always going to be that way. Would you start D.K. or Devontae? Devonta mm. this week. Mm. I like DK. He's turning up a lot. Yeah. Okay. He's caught a touchdown. That's interesting. He's looking good. All right, guys. I have a segment called Trade Talk. And I'm just going to ask you guys about some guys, how you feel about them the rest of the year. Would you want to trade for them? Would you not? Are you worried about them? We'll talk about it. I want us to do one per position. And we already mentioned him earlier, Justin Fields. Because in every league we're in, he's already owned. How are you feeling? Is this a guy that you're excited about? Sky high right now. Yeah. yeah? Would you want to yeah. get him on your team? Or I've no? seen enough to say yes. I would try to acquire him. Unless you have 
Patty Mahomes, Josh, Josh Allen, Allen, Lamar, Lamar. Tua. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I swear. Tua. Tua maybe. I would have a Maybe. But unless you have uh, there's about five guys that I would say right now I would take over him, which is crazy. Would you take him over Trey Lance? Yes. In Dynasty? Yeah, in Dynasty. Yes. Oh, Trey no, Lance. that's, that's not even a Because you were all we were all Trey Lance might be an yeah, MVP candidate this year. What's the thing the is do you blame anyone? You know, I mean, look at going into know, the year, we weren't very high on that. Justin Fields at all. You can say that, but in the couple games Lance played in he didn't even look that good. He didn't good. look good, but neither did Fields early in the season. So, yeah, we don't but know what he could turn done. it on. And but the thing is, that's the story of the tape. We know what Justin Fields has done. We don't. I mean, we still don't know what Trey Lance can be. Yeah, yeah, when it comes to somebody like Justin Fields, if the rushing upside can continue the rest of this season, you potentially have somebody who might win you a championship. On yeah, your yeah, he's he's looking like that. It's one of those that you find. You always find I a guy am. midway in the season that can just ignite your team and Amon Ra, Cordell Patterson last year. Like you always find those guys just out of nowhere, yep. both off the waiver wires. Yep. I traded away Damian Pierce for James Conner and Justin Fields today, which I feel pretty good about getting another running back in return if I needed to play one. Yeah, I feel fine about that. Yeah. And then Justin Herbert is my quarterback. That was another question for you guys. Who do you like more the rest of the season? Herbert or Fields? Give me Fields. I mean this honestly year. Fields. Herbert yeah. just I don't everybody's Dynasty. blaming it on the injury, but like he's been multiple weeks since that rib yeah. injury. Dynasty, uh, I think I'd still give the edge to Herbert just because long term yeah. he's Overall got the pedigree. Talent. Yeah. But and I did say this, you know, be very careful. You know, the thing about guys like that are more pocket-centered passers that were slightly more mobile early in the, earlier in their career, a.k.a. like your big bends. You know, early on, way more mobile, could escape the pocket, make those throws. But later on in the career, unless they adapted and started getting the ball out real quick, they weren't effective. So the one thing that scares me about Herbert, he is that big body. If he becomes less mobile, you are going to look at him to have to change the way he plays versus a guy like Justin Fields who – as long as you know, avoid. As long as he avoids any major injury, I see him being able to be a guy that should be able to escape the pocket year in and year out, and then he should get better throwing the ball as he goes. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, he should have at least five to seven more years of being able to have, you know, good scrambles and be yeah. able to get out of the pocket really fast. The so. day, the day and age of the NFL right now, these defensive linemen out here can run faster than ever before. Yeah. They're all running so, four sixes. Yeah. Exactly. So you at this point have to have someone mobile. Look at Patty Mahomes. What he does behind in the, you know in the pocket is magical. Nothing short of magnificent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean that doesn't mean he's a unicorn. Mo- mobile to me doesn't mean they have to be Lamar or Justin Fields. No, no, no. I just think they need to move in the pocket well because I mean. Brady, Burrow, even Herbert isn't that type of guy that's going to scramble like they are and just take off for a 50, 60 yard run. Yard. Even yeah. Brady's struggling though right. this year. Getting, you know, he's yeah, gotten right. hit more probably saying, this like, year in the last couple of years. You can be yeah. a good in-the-pocket mobile mover and not be super fast, but in fantasy, it helps when you're super fast. Yeah. <laughs> that's the difference. That's one thing that keeps me alive with Kyler Murray. You know, he's at this point, I would. That's, he, he's that's a little kind of a – would you rather – for the rest of the season, have Justin Fields or Kyler Murray? Fields at this point. That's really tough because I think that the offense changing midseason for Justin Fields could also still happen for Kyler and because of the rushing upside, whereas Justin Herbert is dealing with all the injuries. Mm-hmm. The only advantage is Kyler Murray has DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, who yeah. just came back, which He's is still looking bonus. good. But I know. would take Fields. Yeah. yeah, I would do it. I, I still like Kyler just because the situation around him is better, but pure talent and athleticism give me fields. Okay. This one I feel like might be a little bit gross. 
Would you trade Najee Harris for somebody like Miles Sanders or Jamal Williams right now? In dynasty redraft? or redraft? Yes. Just redraft. Yeah. Not Jamal Williams. Honestly, Definitely not. Honestly, no. even potentially. I mean, potentially, I don't like it no, as much. But I, I would do Miles Sanders. Miles 100% Sanders, yeah. in a heartbeat. Why, why Najee over Jamal? Rest of season. Especially if Jalen Warren is used more. I mean, Jamal does look good with Swift there. But we just don't know what, what Swift's going to do. If he comes back 100% healthy, then you can't get that lucky with Jamal every week to him fall in the end zone from the one-yard line. It just well, can't can you? happen. You might get it once a week, but you can't ask for two a week. And if he only does one a week, then he might get you nine points. He had 10 this week, and he didn't even have one. He had 81 yards on 24 carries. And, and that's that, what happens, 10. And who has more upside between the two, though? Jamal or Najee? I mean, Jamal. Najee long term. Najee should. But this but season. Just this season, yeah. This season, I'm still saying. I would. I don't, like I said, I, I think that's very close. I like Jamal because he's produced a little bit more in his role. I mean, Najee's but just not good this year. It's until, so sad. It's so sad to see. Yeah, and until we see Najee do it, I just have no reason to say him. He only has one top. He has zero top 10 RB finishes meanwhile, and only two top 20. That is disgusting. Jamal, three top 10s yeah. and four top Be, 20. Would you ever – that goes back almost to a pride thing. It's like, would you trade a first-round <laughs> pick for a guy that you probably got in one of the last to middle last rounds of your draft? You just can't do it. It's such a pride thing. I would do it for Sanders, though. Yeah. Sanders is a really good running back. Hey, and that was – I think he had a strong game this past week, too. Not a great yeah. game, but I the love, touchdown helps him. I think Miles Sanders is super underrated. I would love to get him in Dynasty, yeah. but Todd has him, so I won't, yeah. even, I won't even ask. You don't need him. Yeah, you don't need him. Nah, you guys are funny. <laughs> you All don't right. need him. This one is strictly a Dynasty question because I think he's the most fascinating wide receiver in Dynasty. What would you be willing to give up for Jalen Waddle? I love Waddle. I've been trying to acquire him from from Sal for a while. Oh, he yeah. Just, he'll never budge on it, but I love him. He's 23. Mm-hmm. He's, he's already number wide receiver five. I would right give now. like – would you give like a one? I would do two ones and a two. I would do a one and a couple twos. It's the fact Two ones that is tough. The difference is if you took away Tua and you put him on any other team where he doesn't have that Alabama connection – I think different. You combine the fact you have Tyree Kill on the other side of the field. You add the fact that you have that college chemistry. I love it right now. I love Waddle. I mean, it's the fact that a lot of people thought he would regress after last year. He's done nothing of that nature. Last nope. year, he was at 9.7 yards per catch. This year, 17.2. Yeah, with the quarterback that can't throw it further than 40 yards, which is just insane. Yeah. Like, that's that's what's wild. I mean, he's getting it done. And you're so you're saying you can't get to get it done in any other offense? It's just because two is no, his quarterback? I don't say it only. I I'm saying it does change the narrative. It does change the narrative. I think if you put him bit. in Buffalo once Diggs is gone, he would score 30 I a mean, game. Again, yeah, I mean, if you're going at some improvement of a quarterback, I think what helps him right now and what makes him put himself in that conversation is that chemistry. I think you could definitely put him in a lot of different scenarios and he'll do just fine. But the reason he didn't regress and the reason why he looks so good is the fact you add Tyree Kill oh, and yeah, you have that connection. He looks great. Tyree Kill does help, obviously. That would help any I other wide receiver. I, 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 would, I would give leagues. up quite a bit because I'm definitely trying to acquire him. He looks really good. He looks phenomenal. Yeah. Would you rather have him or Smith right now? Devonta Smith. Definitely Jalen Waddle. Definitely Waddle, yeah. Showing Nick right now my other dynasty team. 
Yeah, Sandy's disgusting. <laughs> Seven and two in that league as well. I oh, can't stand that, this Those man. are literally there's people that have never played fantasy in their life in that league. I guarantee you. Malcolm's in this league. Yeah. Okay, but it makes sense. He's actually <laughs> five, but he's five and four. So it all that makes, makes sense. even more sense. But it's the right. first year of it. We, so. I got one more guy left, and this is dynasty and redraft. I'm kind of curious how you guys feel about him at a tight end position, and I'm not a fan of him. Jake liked him going into this week, and he was right. He was right. T.J. Hawkinson. If you need a tight end, let's say you roster somebody like a Gerald Everett in both leagues. Yeah. And you're looking for somebody for the future Bolster. and with the potential to be, what if he gets nine targets every week or close yeah. to it? No, I love Hawkinson. I mean, first week in, what's he do? Nine for 70? Nine for nine for 70, yeah. I'm, tight end five? That's what he should do almost every week there. I would probably give up a second round pick and like maybe a quality player. You know, maybe not someone, you know, I, I think the max ceiling of a player like would be like a Jacoby Myers type. Like a I second think Jacoby, Jacoby Myers, Myers has more potential long term. I might get it done. What about for, say, they want a tight end in return? Say you have like a Bellinger or a Dolchich. Would yeah. you do like a first in Dolchich or a second, second in Dolchich? Dolchich could get the job done. If, I would do a second and Dolchich because I think Dolchich yeah. is worth quite a bit. Mm. Or he should yeah. be here in the uh, next if, two years. And that's the problem is there's a lot of people that don't realize Greg Dolchus is. We're on the early swing of it. Those who pay attention to the behind the scenes of fantasy football know Greg Dolchich, know, you know, Bellinger, all yep. have that future potential. No tight end in history has a, a higher tight end one percentage than Greg Dolchich mm. in their career. Every week he's played, he's been a tight end one. It's early, but I mean he, he looks good and he had the draft capital, which I think is important. Yep. Anybody can come out here and be a late round pick and look great but if you are a high draft pick he was one of the highest titans taken and so they're not going to get rid of him the only downside is a guy like noah fant his name's Mm -hmm. out there he was a former first first round round pick so So and they traded him yeah so and look what they're doing one's probably going to thrive in the system and one's kind of there Fant had 15 points this week get off get off of him yeah he had a huge huge catch six for 90 but he also was playing the cardinals cardinals are the worst team against tight ends but Mm. dallas goddard or tj hawkinson dynasty one last this or that what, there. How old are they? 27 and 25. I should love Goddard's it. Goddard's 27. Hawkinson's 25. Give me Hawkinson. Probably Hawkinson. I'm I think Dallas G. I think if it was before he got traded and still at Detroit, Detroit then I would go Goddard. for Goddard. I agree. For sure. mm. That but statement not, is what okay. I agree 100%. Just for the, just for the yep. situation. Really? But, I mean, Goddard should have four or five more productive years there at least if yeah. he stays healthy. Redraft 100%, I'm saying Goddard. Yeah, but mm. dynasty—that's close. That's a really that good is, one. That is really close. I think I just take the I just take the age. It just plays so much in it. The thing me. is, this is the first time where we probably will see Hawkinson be a, a focal point of an offense. You know, maybe well, he should be the number two he option. Might be a, he might be one B or C because he should be the number two option. It's really fucking sad that he is, man. It really is. But I look at the that. targets. Still the gonna throw it to the Why do they care the so much about getting everyone except Justin Jefferson involved? It's insane. Oh come on now. It makes me rip my face off yeah I'm jefferson so had his game you gotta yeah. you gotta take a step back on that one now he had, had his, his game. game he wants God. 50 he doesn't want 25 he should he can do it he, he could, could put up 40 a game no one's saying you can't i know oh wide receiver four in the year wide receiver four last week but man i just want more yeah i'm You're always greedy who doesn't want more? greedy well i hope you guys are greedy because this is going to be the end of this episode and we'll be really seeing Probably six to ten more in the last two in the next two weeks. Mm. It's very exciting. A right. lot of nonsense coming Absolutely. out. Absolutely, yeah. we're stumbling upon the holiday season. Yes, and for that, that brings more nonsense. It does. We should get each other some Christmas gifts. Mm. We should, should do a Christmas gift pod. I already have swap. something in mind. 
Okay. Right. I like that. That wink was interesting. All right. Yeah. And now I'm very curious. But we'll see you guys again soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. Check us out on our socials at The Ball Bros Podcast. Let's ride.